The Sons of Saturday podcast is brought to you by our friends at Main Street Pharmacy. Located right on Main Street in Blacksburg, Virginia, Main Street Pharmacy is proudly owned by a Hokie family and has been a partner of this podcast since 2020. MSP offers free delivery, curbside pickup, and vaccinations as well. If you are a student or resident in the Blacksburg area, you can always trust that at Main Street Pharmacy, you are not just a number, you are a neighbor. everyone it is tuesday december 19th here we're almost at a at that christmas break period but it's that weird time of the year where you know the i I always i was saying to my family this week between december 15th and december 29th 30th you kind of really don't know what day it is at all points so um but today we're going to talk about virginia tech wrestling and the southeast regional training center with our guy head coach tony roby Coach, how's it going? Going great, Pat. Um, I appreciate you guys having me on. Um, I'm doing well. Awesome. So first of all, uh, congratulations on the big win over Stanford this past weekend. A lot of energy in Castle Coliseum and uh, a lot of buzz around the program right now. Uh, Coach Roby uh, has been at Virginia Tech since 2006 and has been the head coach of the Virginia Tech wrestling program since 2017. So uh, wanted to talk to Coach Roby about a few things here uh, this afternoon. You know, mainly we want to talk about what is the change the game campaign with the Southeast Regional Training Center, and also we're going to do a little bit of a, a midseason check in here uh, with wrestling. So, uh, Coach, I know that this SERTC uh, is a huge component of really a lot of things that that drive the foundation of the Virginia Tech wrestling program. And and you've really built a winner here at Virginia Tech, you know, on the foundation of that. Um, but we'll love to hear, first of all, what is this change the game campaign uh, led by the SERTC? Yeah. So, so first off, I guess, uh, you know, for those people that, you know, aren't super familiar with wrestling, I think everybody who's followed our program closely over the course of the last several years is familiar with the Southeast Regional Training Center, what it is and why it's important to our program. But um, I think just kind of starting off there and talking about exactly what it is um, and and what it was designed for and kind of how we're using it now. So the, the Southeast Regional Training Center is a 501c3 that's not affiliated with Virginia Tech. Um, but it's, you know, it's, its mission is to promote amateur wrestling um, in the New River Valley in the state of Virginia. So we've had this in place for probably the last decade or so. Um, in, in every major Division One wrestling program has uh, something similar, uh, you know, that's, that's somewhat affiliated with their program. The Nittany Lion Wrestling Club, um, the Hawkeye Wrestling Club, uh, the Ohio RTC. So ours is the Southeast RTC. And, um, you know, it serves a lot of functions. Uh, it, it allows us to uh, supplement some salaries for, for staff, um, you know, who work for the Southeast Regional Training Center and coach for the Southeast Regional Trainer, who also happen to coach for Virginia Tech and some of our support staff as well. 
Um, it's, it's funded resident athletes like James Green and Ty Walls um, and those kind of guys in the past that were trying to make Olympic teams. Um, and since the inception of NIL, uh, we've also used it to and, and used some of the resources that we have from the, uh, the Southeast Regional Training Center to, to offer NIL um, you know, deals or opportunities, I guess you should call it, uh, to, to the athletes um, in, in our program. So serves a lot of different functions, um, but obviously it's here to support uh, our program and support and grow wrestling in this area. So that, you know, talking about the campaign, we launched the campaign the first year I got hired. Um, you know, we did a donor drive and I think we got over. It was it was our, our biggest numbers that we had had ever for the training center in, ter in terms of gifts. I think we were close to 300 uh, gifts for that for that particular fiscal year. Um, so we wanted to do something again and really focus on the numbers um, and the number of donors that we have that are contributing to uh, the Southeast Regional Training Center. So uh, we launched our campaign about five weeks ago, six weeks ago, maybe. And uh, the goal was to have 300 donors for this fiscal year. Our fiscal year starts May 1st, um, before the first whistle blows at the NCAA championships in March. Um, so uh, that's kind of where we're at and what our goal is. And obviously the more people that we have that get involved, the more dollars that we're going to have to have resources to. And as everybody knows, um, in this day and age in college athletics, uh, uh, dollars are important. So uh, that's what we're trying to do. It's been really, really successful up to this point. I think um, we've gotten, I want to say, 106 donors since our launch. So we're right at about 210 um, currently. So we're, you know, we're about 90 short of our goal. And we're hoping that people uh, that, that listen to this may be interested in learning more and potentially uh, contributing to, to our cause. Two things I heard there, Coach, is that one, the SERTC is really the way that wrestlers within the Virginia Tech Wrestling Program are able to have some sort of NIL opportunity. And two, it's a 501c3. So those are two really uh, great reasons to get involved here and to make some contributions uh, and efforts towards this change the game campaign. Now, you said that this is your first campaign since you were hired in 2017, and you guys did an awesome job uh, with that campaign. You know, six, seven years later, why now? Why now is a uh, why is now the time to kind of relaunch this campaign and and set new goals for Virginia Tech's program? Well, I think kind of like its namesake of the game has changed significantly in the last couple of years in college athletics. So it seemed appropriate uh, to launch a campaign and to, to name it change the game, because that's uh, really what's happened in college athletics. And we're trying to change the game at Virginia Tech uh, within our wrestling program. And the more people that we have involved, the easier it is for us to do that. And um you know, I, I really do believe that the future of our program is incredibly bright. If you followed our recruiting uh, the last couple of years, it's it's going really, really well. And I feel like we've got as many really good young kids in the program as we ever have uh, with the, you know, the 2024 class and then especially the 2025 class coming in. Um, you know, it's pretty exciting the level of athletes that we're going to have in the program here. Uh, for the foreseeable future. And I, and I don't anticipate that changing. Um, you know, I think we've always been able to recruit at a pretty high level and uh, we, we anticipate continuing to be able to do that. But uh, uh, again, we need to get as many people involved and, uh, 
you know, get everybody on board supporting what we're trying to do. Um, you know, and even if it's a hundred dollar donation, um, every little bit counts. Um, so those things add up and, and we get enough of those, uh, you know, it, it amounts to a lot of money for, for us to do uh, a lot of different things for, uh, for wrestling in this area. I know we talked about personnel. I know we talked about NIL. Is there any specific area of investment that your team really wants to make, uh, you know, some of these campaign efforts toward? I know you, you have to attack all areas of, of the game, but is there any one thing that has changed other than NIL um, that, you know, that you're looking to divert those investments towards? I mean, it's, it's an arms race um, for sure. And, and really every area, um, you know, things have gotten incredibly expensive for, for all programs to travel. And uh, so, so, you know, whether people want to give to the Southeast Regional Training Center, they want to give to uh, wrestling through the Hokie Club, um, you know, those are both great avenues to support our program. And, and we encourage people to do what they want to do and what they're comfortable with. So, you know, we do have a lot of people that, that also give to the Hokie Club to support uh, our foundation account, we call it. And, you know, we can use those dollars to do a lot of different things, facility upgrades. Uh, it supplements our budget, uh, you know, allows us to take, you know, we're, we're, we're wrestling at Cornell. We wrestle at Missouri January 6th. Um, so we fly, or I'm sorry, January 2nd. So we fly out to Columbia, Missouri and, and getting from Blacksburg to Columbia is not really an easy thing to do. Um, so, you know, we'll fly out there commercial and we fly back on the third, uh, we wrestle at Cornell on the seventh. So we're going to charter a plane to, to fly up there because the travel just gets to be a lot for these guys that time of year. So, uh, anything that we can do to enhance our budget, to help, um, our athletes compete at a higher level, you know, and sometimes that's, uh, meals and, and different things and nutrition. Uh, you know, sometimes that's recovery things that, that we need to, um, to have on site. You know, we recently did about a hundred thousand uh, dollar cold tub uh, renovation here a couple of years ago. We redid our facilities a couple of years ago. So, but again, um, things continue to get more expensive and uh, you know, the, the, the dollars help in every area that uh, you can possibly imagine, just like every, just like everybody else is probably experiencing right now. Absolutely, Coach. So we will make sure that we put some uh, information out on Twitter, out on Instagram, and as well as the article uh, attached to this podcast. Uh, so you can make sure that you can find out how to get involved with the Change the Game campaign. Uh, Coach, you have the Sons of Saturday support here. Uh, we're looking forward to signing up and, uh, and making a contribution because uh, we love what you guys do and we love seeing uh, how much juice there is around the wrestling program year over year. You guys have been killing it on the recruiting trail as well. So fired up to get involved. Yeah, we appreciate it. If people are interested in learning more, they can go to southeast-rtc.com. Um, and yeah, that'll, that'll give you all the information you need. You can, you know, give me a call. Uh, or shoot me an email if you have more questions. You know, we take stock donations. Uh, you can donate monthly online. You can send a check. You can give a one-time donation online. So, uh, you know, really any way that you want to give, uh, we'll, we'll figure out a way to accept your money. <laughs> <laughs> so talking about the season so far, coming off a big win uh, versus Stanford at home this past weekend, how would you – assess the season uh, to this point as we kind of roll into the Christmas break? Yeah, we, we didn't start off well at all. Um, I think anybody, you know, it was disappointing. I, I was really disappointed uh, 
we had an incredible crowd uh, at the Ohio State match, and uh, we laid an egg. There's no question. Um, you know, credit to Ohio State. They, they wrestled well. They were ready to go. Um, we weren't. Um, you know, and, and I know that we used the beginning of the year to try to figure out our lineup a little bit. And, you know, it's a long season. I think that match was November 10th, and the NCAAs are the third weekend in March. So, um you have to be smart with how you approach the season for sure. But, you know, I think anytime we have an opportunity to wrestle a team like Ohio state and we have that many people in castle over 5,000 people, we want to put on a good show and, and we didn't. So, um, you know, that kind of stuck with me for a while. I know that. And, uh, uh, we, I think we're going in the right direction. I think we wrestled better, uh, in Las Vegas, you know, we were kind of, we didn't have everybody in there. Makai and Sam Latona didn't wrestle. And that was, that was a heck of a tournament. I mean, that thing was as close to the NCAA championships as you can possibly get um, outside of that event. So, uh, you know, we had some guys that performed well. Caleb Henson's really wrestling at a high level. Um, we had four placers out there, Sonny Sasso, Sam Fisher, Bryce Andonian. Um, you know, I think if you throw our full lineup in there, uh, you, we feel really good about how we could have performed there. But, um, you know, we approach that too, as an individual tournament a little bit, we don't so much worry about where we're going to place as a team. We try to do what's best for our individuals and for in preparing them for the end of the season. So, uh, we had two really, really good training phases in between Las Vegas, which was the first weekend in December and, um, our match against Stanford. And, you know, we had a few different guys in different faces in the lineup too, which, uh, I think, you know, those guys wrestled really well and provided a spark for us um, in some places where we needed it. So uh, I, I'm excited about how our team's kind of coming together and hopefully coming together at the right time of year. Um, you know, I, I, we've, we're still playing around with our lineup a little bit. There still may be some more changes coming down the pipe that could uh, could positively affect uh who, who's in there. We have, uh, I think, nine guys going to the Midlands Championships on December 29th and 30th, um, you know, to try to figure out some some different spots at 141 and then um, still playing around with some of our options at 184 pounds and 197 as well. So um, we'll continue to get a clearer picture of what our lineup's going to look like as the season progresses, as these guys get opportunities to compete, and as uh, coaching staff, we have opportunities to evaluate them and, and kind of see what they can they can do for our program this year. So, um, but you know, it doesn't get any easier for us. I can tell you that much. I mean, we've got Missouri uh, and Cornell back to back. You mentioned Missouri, I think, is ranked third or fourth in the country right now. Cornell um, is ranked fifth or sixth, and they're probably underranked, to be honest with you. So those those are two uh, tremendous challenges that we're going to have. Um, it's not going to be easy, but, uh, you know, in general, wrestling's not easy. And the NCAA tournament certainly is not easy. So hopefully everything that we're doing uh, right now is going to help prepare us for that event uh, in March. And we're going to kind of keep our eye on the, uh, on the ball. You know, Coach, I know coming off of uh, the win versus Stanford this past weekend and uh, having the impact of Cooper Flynn uh, with the upset, uh, over number four. And here's actually a cool picture that, uh, that we captured here. We didn't capture it, but we, uh, we found it of Cooper. Um, I know a lot of people are going to want to hear about Cooper at 125 and how international wrestling has helped him develop. Yeah, I think, you know, Cooper last year, 
Cooper's very good. I mean, he was highly touted recruit coming out of high school, one of the best kids in the country. Um, you know, in the room, he, he has some really, really good days. He can go toe-to-toe with Sam Latona. He can go toe-to-toe with, with all the little guys in our room. I think last year he struggled a little bit in competition and, and just, you know, trying to figure out the um, mental side of it a little bit. And, you know, quite honestly, I just think controlling his emotions um, when, when he stepped out there and, and uh, not making more out of it than, it than it is. At the end of the day, it's just a wrestling match. But I think Cooper's one of those guys that sometimes he cares too much. And, um, you know, that, that can be a problem as well. And, and I think the experience that he had with in the international styles after the season, obviously he, he didn't, he wasn't our starter last year, but Eddie Ventresca um, was the starter at 125 pounds. So Cooper was really, really hungry uh, to prove what he was about going into the off season. And, and he had opportunities to show that at the senior U S open where he, um, you know, I think finished sixth, fifth or sixth at the senior open. And then, uh, you know, made that U 23 world team and then got to go to, he's been out to Colorado Springs, I think three times since the end of last season um, at, at world team training camps, training with the best guys in the United States and some of the best guys in the world. And you really can't put a price tag on those kind of experiences. And, you know, you know, kind of getting back to what we were talking about earlier with the Southeast regional training center, you know, the training centers, it provides those opportunities uh, for our guys to, to take those trips and go overseas and compete overseas and wrestle at world championships and train in Colorado Springs with, you know, some of the best guys in in the world. So, um, you know, those opportunities I think have really helped Cooper develop, um, you know, not only from a wrestling standpoint, but, you know, technical standpoint, but just emotionally and mentally and just kind of figuring things out. And, um, you know, that, that win against Stanford was really, you know, I think a big win of, uh, for, for, for Cooper. And hopefully that kind of propels him forward um, throughout the rest of the season. He's got some big challenges ahead of him as well. So I'm excited to see how he competes. Uh, you know, he's as good as anybody in the country at 125 pounds when he's at his best. You know, Cooper's certainly a newer name in the mix. But, you know, you got a roster full of dudes who have had some pedigree from prior years, whether it's Sam Latona or Mackay. Bryce Andonian, uh, Caleb Henson. How have some of those older veteran guys, how have they worked with some of these new names and younger faces in the room? Yeah, I think, um, you know, a lot of it sometimes in our sport is like your weight class and and who you're on the mat with um, and who you're working with a lot or the guys that really help you um, in a lot of those areas. So I think in Cooper's case, Sam Latona has been instrumental in helping him develop. I mean, Sam... They're both, you know, they've been friends, I think, since they were in middle school. You know, Sam's from Alabama, Cooper's from Tennessee. Um, they've wrestled a lot together. You know, really, Sam Latona is probably as big a reason uh, that Cooper Flynn came to Virginia Tech as any other reason. Um, they were really, really close. And Sam was, you know, pretty involved in the recruiting process with Cooper. And that relationship has just continued to grow. Um, they're both just guys that are in the room constantly. They're almost guys that you have to kick out of the room occasionally because they'll, they'll be in there three times a day if you allow them to be. Um, they're, they're very similar in the way that they live their lives. You know, they don't, those guys are really clean in terms of uh, how they approach life and their, their habits um, outside of the wrestling room. So um, I, I think that, that bond between those two guys is, is strong. And I think, you know, 
when you have somebody like that to, to mentor you, um, I think it's really, really important because, you know, everybody has struggles and Sam Latona certainly didn't come in and it was an instant success for him. Um, he had to work hard. He had to struggle through some things. And I think, um, you know, just having somebody like that to, to bounce things off of, to pick you up when you have a bad day or, you know, to kind of give you some advice is critically important. And, you know, we have that in a lot of places. And, you know, I think, um, it, it's, it's definitely a big part of the reason you see some young guys step in and, and have success right away. Like Caleb and Eddie did last year. And I think some of the young guys that we have this year, uh, can have similar success. You know, I, I know culture and vibe are, are such a big thing in this sport and, you know, culture and vibe are a big deal before a big match as well. Within the locker room, you guys have a big match against, you know, say App State or Carolina and Castle. Is the vibe loose and light or is there a tangible feeling of everyone's locked in? What is the typical vibe before a big match in Castle like? We, we typically try to keep it loose and light. You know, um, I, I think you got to be ready before you step out on the mat, but there's no weight. There's no reason in terms of wasting emotional energy uh, or physical energy, uh, being uptight, you know, in, in the hours leading up to when you step on the mat. So our, our process is, you know, we weigh in two hours before our match, we warm up before our weigh in. So we're here three hours before the match starts warming up, weighing in again, the guys refuel and rehydrate. And then they'll come back up to the wrestling room um, you know, probably 30 minutes before the dual meet starts. And then I think at that point it starts to get a little bit more serious. Um, you know, guys start to get dialed in. They, they kind of spike their heart rate and get one last warm up in before we go down on the floor. And, um, you know, we'll usually talk a little bit before we step out on the mat, um, try to make sure their, their heads in, a re- in the right place. But, um, you know, every guy, our sports, an individual sport and every guy has their own routine and, and every guy kind of competes and, maybe, you know, their best state of mind isn't the same as the other guys on the team. So as a coach, you kind of have to learn which guys to, to help relax and which guys that maybe need to get fired up. And, uh, you know, I think that's kind of what our approach typically is. Piggybacking off of that, is there any bizarre pregame routines that uh, exist in the locker room or outside of the locker room prior to getting in the facility? No, I don't think so. I mean, I, n- nothing that I can really think of offhand. I know, I, I guess Caleb is probably as much a creature of habit as, as, as anybody. Um, I know he likes to stick with his routine. He's very regimented. He um, maybe does some outside the box things. Uh, he likes to do a little grounding sometimes. So I guess that's, uh, you know, a little bit different. And would typically do a quick ice plunge uh, before before he steps out there, before his warm up, or sometime that, you know, leading up to the match. So, um, you know, those, you know, and, and a lot of the guys have, you know, certain foods that they'll like to eat, um, you know, just in terms of routine and just in terms of feeling good. So uh, nothing too crazy. Hey guys, this is Ali Jennings III, wide receiver for your Virginia Tech Hokies. When I committed to Virginia Tech football, I committed to the best. That's why I chose Harvey's GM in Radford. Why settle for less when you can have the best? Go to Harvey's GM for all of your vehicle needs. Tell them Ali sent you. That's Harvey's GM, Tyler Ave in Radford, or go to their website at harveysgm.com for more info.
So we will uh, we'll jump into a few uh, messages and questions that we got from Twitter. Um, so if you are able to answer these, fire away, Coach. Uh, when will we see Hippolito again at 165? And do we know the plan at 141? Yeah, those are good questions. Um, Raphael is going to wrestle with the Midlands unattached. So, um, it, you know, in our sport, they changed the rule last year where where true freshmen could compete up to five times before they lost their red shirt. But they could not compete unattached before the first semester or during the first semester. So unattached means they have to pay on their own. They go on their own. They don't wear a Virginia Tech singlet. And they can wrestle in these open tournaments where basically anybody can wrestle. High school kids can wrestle. You know, international guys can wrestle. Postgrads can wrestle. So um, Raphael has currently burned three of his opportunities to compete. Um, he wrestled against Rutgers. He wrestled at the Southeast Open. And he wrestled at the Keystone Classic. Um, he will wrestle unattached at the Midlands. So that will not count as one of his dates. And uh, you will probably more than likely see him in a Virginia Tech singlet. Uh, at least two more times, I would guess, uh, you know, and then we'll have to make a decision on whether we want to pull his red shirt or not. So, um, but he, he will definitely, we'll see him soon at the Midlands. Um, and you know, he, he, he's probably a 57 pounder more than he is a 65 pounder right now, but, uh, you know, for, for team purposes, he's definitely going to see some time at, at 165, 141. Uh, so we've got three guys entered at the Midlands. Uh, at 141 pounds, they're all wrestling unattached. Uh, Mac Church, Hunter Mason, who were the two true freshmen who have both seen a little bit of time this year. I think they both used three of their dates up to this point. But Tom Crook, who was our starter last year and was, you know, had a had a pretty good season last year, is uh, uh, going to go 141 at the Midlands as well. We're going to see how that plays out and make a decision after that. So, you know, when I talked earlier about figuring out our lineup. Uh, that's kind of what we're referring to is, is, uh, we've got some places where, uh, you know, we don't, we, we want to be smart and we want to be calculated on how we approach this thing. And, uh, that's kind of what we're, we're trying to do. I was going to say, you just knocked out a, a bunch of questions with, uh, with a few of your answers there, coach, but, uh, going off of the red shirt question, um, how do you determine what's best, uh, for individual versus what's best for the team? You know, do you start the best wrestler or do you try to save some of those red shirts for most of the freshmen? Yeah, you know, it, it just depends on the, the, the need at that weight class. And I always say if, we, if it's, a, it's a situation where you have a, a guy that's close or competitive and a guy that can do well for you, I'm going to err on the side of probably red shirting that freshman. Um, it's funny, I was talking to Mike Hazel, the football uh, chief of staff the other day, we, we just happened to start talking about red shirts and kind of having this conversation. He's a huge, huge wrestling fan. And uh, I think he said it really good. He said, you know, you, you're basically trading their uh, best year at the end of their career for their worst year at the beginning of their career uh, when you decide to, to do that, you know? So if they have that fifth year at the end um, to wrestle, a lot of times they're going to be a lot better in that fifth year than they would be in that first year. So, uh, you know, that, that kind of, uh, made sense to me. And that's, I would say how we typically approach it. Uh, but that's not always the case. I mean, if, if we have to, uh, make some tough decisions sometimes and, you know, guys last year, uh, Henson wrestled as a true freshman, we knew he was ready to go. Um, but Tom Crook wrestled as well. And, um, you know, uh, 
he did, he had good year. He had good experience. But if I had that to do go over again, I, I might do it a little bit differently. So speaking of young guys, um, have to give a hat tip to our guy, Andy Newman. Andy was gassing up uh, Jimmy Mullen. And this is a Billy Ray question. And speaking of Jimmy Mullen, uh, first of all, I want to hear any commentary on, uh, on Jimmy Mullen, uh, the pride of New Jersey. But Billy Ray's question is, objectively speaking, why is New Jersey elite at wrestling? Is it because everyone from there is grit? Um. Well, I, I think that has a lot to do with it. You know, there's definitely some, some, there's, there's some attitude that's for sure. And there's some swagger. Um, there's also a hell of a lot of people and that doesn't hurt either. So <laughs> Billy Ray, I think has something to do. With it. So, uh, but you know, if you look at the, the, the wrestling hotbeds in high school, it's, it's, it's generational. And that's, that's when you see really, really good wrestling. Like where I grew in Pennsylvania, where I'm from, you know, I, I say this all the time. Every single one of my friends at least tried wrestling. They didn't all stick with it, but they all, it's like baseball in the South, right? Like everybody tries it. And when you start with a huge number at the bottom, um, you know, you, you, there's going to be some good ones that stick with it and you, you're going to have a, a higher rate of success. I think New Jersey's like that. I think Pennsylvania's like that. I think Ohio's like that. I think the weather has something to do with it. It's, you know, cold in the winter. And if you're not playing basketball, um, you know, at least back in my day, you, you didn't have much to do in the winter. You couldn't play video games all day long. So, um, you know, I think that has something to do with it. But there's also, you know, if you look in North Jersey right now, we, we've been that that eastern Pennsylvania, Lehigh Valley area up into like central to north New Jersey. It is just absolutely loaded with talent right now. I mean, it, 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 there's there's about ten different clubs for high school kids to go to, within probably a, a sixty or seventy mile radius, um, that have elite level partners, elite level coaching, um, and it's it's a, like you talk about culture within your program. The culture of wrestling in in that area is it's off the charts and people love it. You know, you go to like a St. Joe regional versus Del Barton match or Bergen Catholic match. I mean, you can't get a seat in the gym. It, it, it's that crazy up there. So people love it. Um, I think it's passed down from generation to generation. And uh, that's a big part of the reason it, it, it's really good. But Jersey's, you know, Billy Ray's, he's, he's absolutely right. It's good wrestling up there. And then a uh, last letter from the lunch pail here is from Kyle Berkner another Bergen County guy. If a guy ever messed with you in a bar coach, what is your go-to move? I just shake my, shake his hand and walk away. (laughs) (laughs) Good answer. Good answer. So we're going to roll into just a a few Christmas related rapid fire questions here. And then I will let you get back to it coach. But uh, what is your favorite Christmas movie? Four Christmases. And then do you have any favorite Christmas traditions? Uh, not really. Typically, I like to take uh, a little time off this time of year because we, you know, it's super busy for us. As uh, soon as as soon as the school year starts, it's crazy busy, um, and this is really the only downtime year that we have. So typically, I like to take a little time off. But you know, I got roped into moving and buying a house um, here, so we close on a house December or on Thursday. So uh, that's not really going to come to fruition for me. This there you go. New uh, congratulations. New Christmas tradition is uh, is moving boxes. So hopefully, you'll get a uh, an opportunity to put up a tree there. 
Um, now, are you a cartoon or Jim Carrey Grinch fan? Which one are you choosing? I would say Jim Carrey Grinch for sure. Not a big cartoon guy. <laughs> and then uh, any good Blacksburg snow day stories? I know you've been in Blacksburg a long time. Any uh, years in particular stand out or any good uh, snow day stories with the team? Man, it hasn't, it hasn't snowed here a lot in like five or six years. I got here in 06 and, and we got, you know, we, we would get dumped on occasionally where we'd get, um, you know, 20 inches of snow. And, you know, for me, I grew up in Pennsylvania. So like we were just used to, you know, life just went on and nothing really changed when you got snow. And, and uh, I guess one of the biggest things for us, I wouldn't call it a, a story, but, but I, I was just in amazement of how, quick they would cancel school and how everything just shut down um for you know sometimes a week at a time when 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 it snowed so um i enjoyed those days though you know that's a nice when you get a snow day and they dump you know 15 18 inches on you here that's a good day during the middle of wrestling season to kick back relax maybe have a cocktail all right and uh you know enjoy yourself a little bit so that's that's how i approach those days there you go. Nothing, nothing was like those snow days. And I know it's a little different now, you know, in, in post COVID where, you know, all right, we're doing virtual class now. They can't really cancel classes anymore, but uh, coach, this was great. Thanks for coming on. I want to know um, this is your opportunity. Any other messages that you want to shout out to Hokie nation here uh, before we let you go? No, I just want to thank everybody um, that supported our program. I try to, you know, every opportunity I get, I try to, I try to thank everybody. Um, we've had tons and tons of support uh, over the years. It's been really cool for me to see how far this program has come. Um, you know, I, I knew when I came down to look at the job at Virginia Tech, it was pretty easy to see like the potential um, of what it could be. And to be here uh, as long as I have and to see it grow uh, to where it has been. I mean, that that's credit to a lot of people, um, you know, administrators, uh, fans, alumni, donors, athletes. So there's been a lot of people that have invested energy, time, and money into this program. And, um, you know, hopefully some of those people are listening. But, you know, we're really grateful for for everybody that supports us um, in good times and in bad times. Some of them get a little crazy when we have a bad match a little bit, you know. So I, that, that's probably a good thing that we uh, take a little heat when we don't wrestle well. But, um but more than anything, yeah, just uh, go Hokies, Merry Christmas, and, and we're grateful for everybody's support. We love what you guys are doing too, man. You guys are great. You, you're, you're the best sons of Saturday, you and my man Billy Ray. Um, look forward to seeing you guys hopefully uh, before next football season. Absolutely, Coach. It's been a pleasure getting to know you and all the guys in the facility, Ethan and Coach Fryer and Tucker and, and everyone down there, and also the Virginia Tech wrestling diehards as well. Um, Love that. And coach, enjoy your time off. Uh, best of luck with the move as well. We will be down there for, uh, I believe it's the last weekend of January for Carolina Friday night. I know women's basketball is Thursday. Wrestling versus Carolina is Friday. And then men's basketball is Saturday, that last weekend of January. It's going to be action packed in Castle. So if you're listening and you're like, hey, want to do a big time Hokie Athletics weekend in the wintertime? Look no further than that last weekend of January. But, uh, Coach, we'll see you down there. Merry Christmas, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, my man. Let's go. We'll see you. Okay.
It's time to wander, tripping in the sand. We smoke out windows, drink till we can't stand. But I saw you dance like you want to in my head. And all that she said is, Oh, I know it's what you're thinking. Take a hit, 